So, we have been talking this season and um, I'm going to try and bring it together somehow. We started, what is the word for the year? Can you please, in case we have forgotten, can somebody please, multimedia, help me with the script, um, the slide for the year? Is there still anything that we can take from this word? We've spoken. Pastor has preached severally. Several times, I beg your pardon. Pastor Etevi has come here. Pastor uh, Steve has, have, has come here. I have come here. Is there something we can still squeeze from this word? I remember you were saying last week that you are in a, what do you call English? Call it, call, call, okay. You are in kind of a dilemma and you are asking yourself until the word of God came to you. And thank you for that word last week. Can we please celebrate Pastor Steve Amotaya? Very, 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 very timely word. It says in First Peter 5, and we're reading from verse 10 to 11, Amplified Classic, that, and after you have suffered a little while, the God of grace, who imparts all blessing and favor, I like that, who will himself complete and make you what you ought to be. And what, do you, what are you supposed to be? Tell me what he's going to do. How is he going to make that for you to be what you're supposed to be? One, he will do what? Establish you. Come on, speak with some confidence now. He will do what? And secondly, he will do what? Third, he will do what? He will secure you. Number four, and by these four things, he will finally do what? Hallelujah. So, we've heard, we've talked about it repeatedly. But I'm going to read the scripture to you. And you are going to juxtaposition it against the scripture. Maybe a few scriptures. Maybe two, three scriptures. And then we are going to discuss. My scripture is found in Second Kings 4. And I'm going to read six verses. Second Kings 4. And I'm going to read verses 1 to 6 from the New King James Version. Second Kings chapter 4 verses 1 to 6 in the New. It says, A certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophet cried out to Elisha. And many of us cried out in this season. Many of us entered this year broken, busted, in some areas of our life, disgusted self. And we cried out to God. Some of us limped into 2022. Do I have a witness in the house? How many of you said in 2020, I beg, make this 2021 just a go. Ambassador, why are you looking at me now? Did you not say that? I beg, let this 2021 just carry his wala and go. So we leaped into 2021 and we were refreshed by the word of God. That came in First Peter 5. But here, now this is the word of God in Second Kings 4 verses 1. It said, a certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophet. So, guess what? First and foremost, it was the wife of a prophet. The wife of a pastor. The wife of a bishop. That means it was, she was anointed. Cried out to Elijah saying, my servant, my husband is dead. And you know that your servant feared the Lord and the creditor is coming to take my two sons to be his slaves. So, Elijah said to her, what shall I do for you? 
What shall I do for you? Tell me, what do you have in your house? And she said, your maidservant has nothing in the house but a jar of oil. Then he said, go borrow vessels from everywhere. Go borrow vessels from somewhere. Somewhere. From only your neighbors. He says, from every... That means go to Oingbo. Collect vessel. Go to uh, Yaba bus stop. Collect vessel. Go to Oshodi. Collect vessel. Go to Dumata. Collect vessel. Go to Balogu Market. Collect vessel. Every, in fact, go to Ukraine. Collect vessel. Praise the Lord. Hmm? And it says, empty vessels. Do not just gather a few. And when you have come in, you shall shut the door behind you and your sons then pour it into all those vessels and set aside the full ones. Thank God she was obedient. So she went from him and shut the door behind her and her sons who brought the vessels to her and she poured it out. Now it came to pass when the vessels were full, she said to her son, bring me another vessel. And he said to her, there is not another vessel. So what happened? Hmm. So, really, we have prayed. We have gotten insight. God is going to settle us. I know in my heart that God is settling us this year. But how many of us are really prepared for that settling? How many of us? And I want you to be truthful. We talked about mindset some time back. How many of us? This woman went to the man of God. So why did you go to him when you are not ready to be fully settled? Okay. Let me leave that. Let me read another scripture for you. Mm. Let me read another scripture. Second Kings 13 verse 14 to 19. Second Kings 13 verse 14 to 19. Bible tells us that Elisha had become weak with the illness of which he would die. Then Joash, the king of Israel, came down to him and wept over his face and said, Oh, my father, oh, my, oh, my father, my father, the chariots of Israel and their horsemen who had heard this said before. Remember? And Elisha said to him, Take a bow and some arrows. So he took himself a bow and some arrows. Then he said to the king of Israel, Put your hand on the bow. So he put his hand on it and Elisha put his hand on the king's hand. And he said, open the east window and he opened it. Then Elisha said, shoot. And he shot. And he said, the arrow of the Lord's deliverance and the arrow of deliverance from Syria for you must strike the Syrians at Afek till you have destroyed them. Then he said, take the arrow. So he took them And he said to the king of Israel, 
strike, they stopped. And the man of God, so, and he said to the, uh, take the arrows, so he took them, and he said to the king of Israel, strike, they stopped. Right? Did I get that right? The ground. Oh, where did I get that? Okay. Strike the ground. Okay. I don't know how I got this. Strike the ground. So he struck the ground how many times? And did what? Read. Give me the next verse. Give me that. And the man of God was what? Why was he angry with him? And said, you should have struck five or six times. Then you would have struck Syria. Till you had destroyed it. But now, you will strike Syria only three times. If I have the next verse, ah, I don't have it. Give me the next verse. What happened? 21. And then what? So that opportunity had gone forever. People of God, there's no point in us praying. There's no point in us fasting. There's no point in us if you are not prepared for the breakthrough. And my challenge where we're going to dwell this evening is why despite the fact that we have prayed, despite the fact that we have fasted, despite the fact that the prophecy has come, somehow we are still not prepared for maximizing the word of God in our lives. Am I speaking the truth? If I ask you, how many vessels have you gone to borrow? You are praying. God said to me, do you have the vessels? Are you prepared to get God to settle you? Because he is ready. He wants to do it. Or have you just borrowed a few vessels? Are you by your attitude, have you only struck the ground three times? Let me tell you something. When you limit God, that in itself is a sin. Hello? What did he say? He said the man of God was angry with him. Did the man strike the ground? Did the king strike the ground? He struck the ground. He struck the ground. Concerning the woman... The Bible tells us that immediately the vessels, the vessels, um, there were no more empty vessels. What happened? It ceased. Let me, before we start the discussion, let me read one more scripture for you. Hmm? And that scripture is found in Luke 5. I'm reading from verse 5, verse 5 and verse 6. Yeah. And Simeon, Simon, answered him and said, Master, we have done what? Told all night. You know this. And caught nothing. Nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net. Give me the next verse. And when they had done this, they caught a great number of fish and their net was breaking. Give me verse 7. Give me verse 7. So they had to signal to their partners another boat to come and help them. Because their boat was sinking. What did they expect? When the Lord had spoken. What did they expect? What did Peter expect? Are you ready? 
my question is that are you ready for God to settle you? Are you really ready for God to settle you? Are you prepared to receive the glory, the weight of the glory of what God is going to settle you? I had I have a title for this sermon and I'm going to ask multimedia. You remember hold on. Uh, how many of you remember the rest pose that pastor gave us? How many of us remember it? You are demonstrating it. I'm bringing it back that pose. But today it will signify some more things in addition. How, what was that pose? Give me. Remember how that pose? What was that pose like? Some of you can remember. What was it like? You remember? What was that pose like? You remember pastor used to do it now? He would do like, Avi? You remember? And what was that pose? He said it was the rest. Right? Uh-huh. You have to repeat that pose. Give me the slide. Give me the slide. Because there is a stand, a settled pose. A settled stance. There's a way. There's a confidence that you must carry. Knowing fully well that God is about to settle you in 2022. And we're going to be talking about how. Give me that scripture. What's that scripture? It says in Hebrew 11, 6, it said, but without faith. Because some of us are praying and yet we don't have the faith. It says without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and is who? A rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Have you been diligently seeking God? It means that you are going to get a reward. But you must be ready to receive that reward. So, where am I going this evening? What will help our pose? How can we be ready for this blessing that God will do? What are the things we must do and perhaps what are the things we must not do? to get to be ready for this blessing. Can we discuss? Anybody? It's an interactive session. What should we do? And what should we not be doing in this season? This season that we have entered is called the waiting period. Okay? You've done everything. And now you are waiting for the manifestation of God. What should we be doing? What should we be doing? Why is everyone quiet on me? Yeah, Pastor Steve, why is everyone quiet on me? What should we be doing? Praise the Lord. Um, I believe um, some of the things we should do is we must be deliberate. Particularly from the scriptures you read, we must be very conscious, very intentional to prepare for miracle. It's one thing for you to be in a, a, a situation where you urgently need a miracle. It sometimes can be very, life can be very overwhelming that your way out is just a miracle. But sometimes your poor preparation for the receiving of the miracle or the arrival of the miracle could reduce the size of the miracle that you ought to receive because you are not adequately prepared. So I believe that we are... Sorry, I just want you to stop there. We should do what? 
prepare because yeah. we need to. We should do what? Be prepared. Prepare. prepare. So help us. Yes, uh, and preparation is not How? essentially. How do we prepare? Because, yes, it's not because you know the size of what is coming. Because usually we don't know. I mean, the illustration goes this way: if you if you want to have a fish and you have to go to a river, the question is that you go with the size of a fry pan. Now, if you go to the river with the particular size of a fry pan and you caught a fish bigger than the fry pan, what do you do? Do you throw back the fish, or you, because you can't increase the size of the of the fry pan? So we should be deliberate to know that whatever God is going to throw at you will usually be bigger than your request. And so you must be fully prepared for a miracle. And that's the two scriptures you read. The two scriptures you read drives them the point perfectly well. In fact, the three scriptures you read. The first one was the, the woman that, um, that met with Elijah. I mean, Elisha and said the husband left them in debt and all of that. And the only thing he instructed us, go and get vessels. Which, that instruction is so endless, infinite in the amount and the quantity of stuff she could have received. But where the vessel stopped, the miracle stopped. Now the same thing with the one who wanted victory in their life. This one was to cancel debt. The other is that you've experienced too much defeat in life and you want victory. And the same instruction came, gather harrows, strike the ground. I mean, honestly, with your desperation, you should have struck it like a million times. But the guy, I don't know, I really can't process why he stopped at number three. And not knowing that the number of times he struck the ground would determine the, the victory he would experience. And so he was just not prepared. Then the third, the third uh, scripture of the fisherman situation, you had a net, you caught a fish, and the net broke. And obviously some fishes must have escaped. And then they had to call to people. So the truth is, and for tonight and where we are, you must be deliberate to prepare for a miracle. If you want a baby in this season, go and buy baby things. If you want a car, start to learn how to drive. You know, if you, if you want, a, want to buy a house, go and study how houses are built or bought. You must live prepared for the miracle. And I know that is something we should do in this season. Thank you, Pastor Steve. Thank you, Pastor Steve. I couldn't, I couldn't have said it better. How prepared are we? You know, sometimes we face, we see this in church. Maybe after the end of the, at the end of the year. So, you are not coming. We haven't seen you Grace Assembly a while. Uh, you people came with prophecy and the prophecy didn't come to pass in my life. I'm not coming to that church again. Yet, he had nothing to do with God. He had nothing to do with the church. The, the miracle has been received, has been released. It's something for a miracle to be released is another thing for it to be received. The fact that you are not prepared cannot be God's fault. If when Joseph was sent for, he came in his prisoner's clothes looking scraggly or the first thing is asking Pharaoh is that I beg, please give me some food or I need some water. Will his destiny have been fulfilled? You know, I sometimes on what do you call it? LinkedIn, Facebook. No, maybe I don't really do Facebook, LinkedIn. And I accept your request. And the first thing you're asking me is I should give you money. And I'm looking at you and I'm saying, 
is this guy really serious? The first time you are talking to me, you are asking me for money. You want me to help you. You write this epistle. I followed you. I think you are whatever. I think you can. And the first thing you are asking me is money. It's like me getting in church. I don't know with who. Obama. Or somebody who is a world figure. And the first thing I'm asking is money. I was not in church uh, when Ambassador Obafemi gave his testimony. So only two days ago, I was I now listened to the service in full. I've been listening to it in snatches, but I now listen to you. I know Enyolaja very well. By the way, I know her very, very, very well. Enyola, she used to be a commissioner in Ekiti State. Uh, she's a pharmacist and all of that. And I like how you handled it. You said something. You said, when she asked you, what can I do for you? You thought to yourself, can I ask this woman for money? And you said, no. Even the wisdom that you think you didn't have, you called. You made a call. Or you made calls because you said like three people you called, including the senior pastor. To help you analyze and articulate what you did. And from your testimony, you said the woman said something to you that until you leave, please come to this office every day. Guess what? If you had asked her for money, she may have given you. And she'd have just thought that this person that said is an ambassador of Christ, that even me said my ambassadorship is below his own. And the first thing he's asking me is money. The only thing that happened was that you were prepared. You were prepared for the breakthrough and the question is truthfully how many of us are prepared for the next level how many of us are prepared for the next level you want to break through how many of us truly God is not a magician God is not a man and this is not the era of manna that you just open the heavens and manna will begin to fall. Even when he came, he said when they got to the promised land, at the fringes of the, what happened, he ceased. That dispensation of manna has gone. That's defense. So whether you had faith or you didn't have faith, there was manna. That dispensation has gone. You are now in another dispensation. And this dispensation requires you working with God requires you walking. Bible says to me, they said, faith, show me your faith and I will show you my what? Works. Because he says, faith without works is dead. So how many of us we've locked at one, how prepared are we? The extent of our preparation is commensurate to the extent of our breakthrough. The extent of our preparation is the extent of our breakthrough. And let nobody fool you. No matter how much anointing all you drink. No matter how many times you come to church. If you are not prepared, you'll just be missing the opportunity one by one. May that not be our portion in the name of Jesus. Yes, sir. Pastor wants to say something. Uh, you quoted a scripture now, but can somebody help us find it? It says, I think it's a book of... Um 
James. He says, show me your faith without your works. And I will show you my faith by my works. So when you say you have faith in the, the word of God, uh, James 2.18. But somebody will say, you have faith and I have works. Show me your faith without your works. And I will show you my faith by my works. So when the Lord speaks, you said you received it. The proof that you received it is the preparation for the manifestation of that word that you get busy with. Because talk is cheap. It says, I will show you my faith by my works. Um, let me use the illustration Pastor Me just touched on. Genesis, 11, um, Genesis 41 verse 14. The AMPC. Genesis 41 verse 14. AMPC is the story of Joseph. Genesis 41. 41, not 14. 41 verse 14. AMPC. Now, this is the story of Joseph who was believing God to bring his dreams to pass. Let me ask a question here. How many of us are believing God to bring your dreams to pass? If your hand is not up, I'm going to encourage you to go and join another church. <laughs> because everybody should have a dream and your dream should challenge everything around you and so the bible says then pharaoh sent and called joseph period nobody said anything nobody knew why he was being called and they brought him easily out of the dungeon but joseph first shaved himself Without anybody prompting him, without anybody advising him, a man that has a dream must make some preparation that those who do not have dreams will not make. He shaved himself. The word himself is that he did it by himself for himself. When it comes to preparation, don't wait for anybody to prepare you. And made himself presentable. Then he came into Pharaoh's presence. Which means the word presentable here means what? Anybody? Accept he made himself acceptable. presentable. Acceptable? Mm -hmm. Okay, what is desirable? The uh -huh. But what is the opposite of presentable? So if he didn't shave himself, what would he have been? Unpresentable. You're helping them. What is another word? If you're not presentable, eh, eh, atiboye. If somebody is not presentable, what word will you use to describe the person? Eh? Unfit. May we not be unfit for divine settlement in Amen. Jesus' name. No, I'm not going to let you go. Another word for somebody who is not presentable. Unappealing unfit, unqualified, unacceptable in the day of divine settlement. May we not be rooted out as being unacceptable in Jesus' name. I like the word himself, but Joseph first 
in all the excitement. You don't understand this story. A man was in jail without trial. Nobody knew he was there. His father didn't know. He was a dead, dead on arrival. Pharaoh sent for him. What would the average person have done? A lot of people were telling the jailer, Shebe, I told you. Shebe, I told you. Shebe, I told you I'm somebody. See now. Wasting time. Talking rubbish to somebody that does not matter. But this man, you know what he did? He first shaved himself. A lot of people have been made to be unpresentable because you're waiting for pastor to come and shave you. You're waiting for situation. How can I shave myself if I don't, if I didn't hide the razor? In fact, another uh, translation says, uh, it says he shaved himself and changed his clothes. Now what you shave away is what will not make you presentable. When you change your clothes, you're talking about stepping into another level. You must step before the door opens. So by the time he got there, you said that another word for presentable is what? You give me a word. Acceptable. Acceptable. By the time he showed up, my own thinking is that even before he spoke, they were beginning to think, this is somebody. My prayer is when you show up in the place where you should belong, before you speak, may people recognize that this one is acceptable. As a matter of fact, the story says that after he gave the dream, he said, can I say something else? This is the solution. Pharaoh asked a question. He didn't make a declaration. He said, where shall we find a man like this? The Bible records that all his wise men agreed with him. If you are not presentable, it is unlikely everybody will agree. I rest my case. Hallelujah. So, we talked about preparation. Is there anything else? How? Again, can we be prepared? I want live examples. Let's not gloss over it. Change. Change. Is there any change? Okay, so let's even talk about change. So if you are, you want to be on the next level, you know, okay, let me just quickly give this analogy, sir. There's a, and I think I've mentioned it this month. Uh, I go J was my junior in high school. Uh, in high school, I think his bunk was either under my bunk or something like that. But I kept on saying that. I remember one time I was traveling in 1989. I was the one that was doing processing my traveler's checks. But by that time, even me, he was working with Guaranteed Trust Bank. He could have been a banking officer three. He was thinking like a banking officer one. I remember that night, having been at Oinjolayemi office, I couldn't get the traveler's check that evening. You know those days when we used to travel now? He said to me, you know what you're going to do, Yomi? Go to, when you get to London tomorrow, I was flying through London. Go to, so, so go to 
the office of Thomas Cook and tell them I'd have sent them in what we used to send them telex and you pick up your traveler's check of course I was a bit concerned I was going all the way to um, uh, Southeast Asia what would I do if I didn't have it? said don't worry I guarantee you he didn't have to go to any Fuladiola to ask he didn't have to go to any he assumed the authority so is it surprising that when some of his mates were just hitting manager he had become the group managing director of a first year bank he was thinking so the question is yeah. what did he change what did he change thinking well one of the things that I saw and his for instance maybe his attitude to work when we talk about thinking we don't even, we don't even have enough time to talk about thinking as he thinketh so is he so if he was thinking like a third tier uh, officer who was just doing 30 days make one pay waiting concern me he will still be there so around him people were thinking like that but he chose to change his own thinking so the question here is what is it you are supposed to change in your thinking what are you supposed to change praise the lord i'm thinking about embracing transformation through the renewal of one's mind if you keep thinking the same way you were thinking in the village 20 years ago now in lagos sorry you can't go further there must be a renewal of mind there must be uh, the ability to embrace the trend and see whether you can cope in fact if you don't renew your mind if you don't get transformed you won't, you won't go any further praise the lord Uh, so let's stay with this change do we all admit that change is difficult for most people let me see your hand up change is difficult for most people now change that we can see is important but I think that the change we cannot see is the one that must first happen it must happen in your mind like uh, Ogah here said he says you must be renewed in your mind you must be transformed if this man did not change his thinking all the time they were all prisoners he was sitting that one day say one day they're going to send for me and you know I have prepared by keeping a razor I have a set of clothes I am not going to change my mind now let me ask you what in your thinking has changed to align with what God is saying if your mind doesn't change your acts or your actions will not change did you get that a man whose mind has not changed is not going to change his behavior it is your actions and the change in your behavior that proves to me that your thinking has changed so what are the things we must change starting from your thinking by embracing the word of god and transformation how what are the next things you must change 
if your thinking has changed the question is what else will change to prove that your thinking has changed <laughs> pastor toby good evening church all right so uh the the change process starts from thinking and then uh it does not end at thinking when you think then you put your thoughts into action that correspond with where you want to see yourself or where you want to go to and that is exactly what happened in the case of joseph so i will use the case of joseph and i will use applicable example again in the case of joseph he was able to think ahead that if god has given me the ability to interpret dreams uh the king pharaoh will also dream in case you get there please don't forget let me tell so he was able to think that, uh, dreaming is not just for certain people everybody dreams i can also interpret dreams for the king please remember to mention my case to the king and then the king called for him uh, he didn't go the way life and what life was subjected him to he didn't appear before the king that way he appeared before the king the way right he wants to be seen right uh the joseph king requested for was a prisoner the joseph that appeared before the king was a man ready for work right so and and that was quite clear if i want to then bring that to other example that we can relate with uh, around us i work in an organization where i'm able i'm, I'm privileged to be leading team of people and then every year you have people that wants to intern in our organization you have nyc sending coppers to our organization you have people that volunteer in our organization and one thing i used to tell them when you come into this organization to volunteer or to intern or to serve if you have reasons to come to me to ask sir are you going to retain me i tell them from day one you are not going to be retained because if we are going to retain you you will not come and ask us if you are going to be retained now if you are a copper and then being a copper we, you really don't have any kpi and then you take the job as i'm just a copper here after how much are you paying me and you do the job that way then your service will end and then we'll tell you thank you your service is over you can go but if you are a copper and you see yourself not just as a copper but someone as that can contribute to the objective of the organization even before your service ends there will be one two three persons that will be pointed to say we can't let go of this person we need to retain this person and i believe that's how life works thank you pastor toby thank you pastor toby okay just before i don't want to lose something that pastor has ignited you know i realize that we cannot skills is not enough skills is not enough so what what joseph had he had the skill or can i say the gift of dreams and guess what he must have been interpreting dreams for people in the prison like we read but beyond interpreting the dream one of the things that you knew you know to change your thinking is that you must learn. So I assume that 
if there were books in that time, maybe after Joseph dreaming, he was learning to solve problems. I don't know if you are following me. You said, how can we change? Which means that part of our transformation, part of the change is that we must learn new things. Yes. Oh, okay. All right. Pastor, please, you know. That's <laughs> okay. Okay, you defer to lady. Uh, Ambassador Femi, I'm coming to you. We must learn. Learn. What Pastor Yomi is simply saying is to upgrade. Oh, upgrade. Don't come here and go and be saying, hey, Pastor Femi, Pastor Yomi, Pastor Kola, don't mind them. They prayed for me. Nothing happened. Not. We've done everything that God has asked us to do. Like Pastor said, it is now you. You need to shave yourself. If we shave you, we cut you. Something caught my attention just now. Now, when Pharaoh sent for him, what was Pharaoh expecting to see? Come on now. A prisoner. A prisoner. In prison clothes. They don't have razors inside prison. Unkempt, looking, discouraged. You know, just when they say, go and bring somebody from prison to your house, you first worry. What the state you're going to meet the person. When Joseph walked in, what do you think happened? First and foremost, would you not be impressed? Yeah. You ask the jailer, are you sure this is the fellow? When the jail bird himself looked better than the head of the prisons. You see, defeat and victory many times start from first sight. At first sight it is established, you know that we've taught that thing before, when people see you, 60% of their decision about who you are is already taken. First impression. So, you're expecting a prisoner, a prince walks in. Pressed clothes. Shaved, smelling nice. You say you cannot be. He says, I am, sir. I understand there's something I can do for you. If you can come out of prison like this, if I now put you in the palace, what will you do? Uh, please let me clap for our mommy again. Upgrade. Tell your neighbor, upgrade. In fact, if your neighbor is not, elbow your neighbor where say, upgrade. Oh, you say I've never, I don't know how to use a computer, and nobody can tell me that I should use a computer. <laughs> and you want to exist in 2022? 20, uh, you don't know how to use a computer? Hello, duh. That's okay. Praise the Lord. I want to take it from the part of, um, not from Pharaoh, or from Potiphar's house. Um, when Joseph got there, I believe he wasn't the only slave that came that day. Maybe there were 10 or 20. And with time, he set himself apart from others. I'm sure for 
Potiphar to recognize him must have been from him separating himself from the others. Maybe he would be the last one to sleep, the first one to wake up in the morning. When he's given a choice to do, he does perfectly. And everybody started saying that, okay, this guy is different. And for that reason, for one purpose or the other, he was elevated up to that point. And Potiphar recognized him before and he trusted him to hand over so many things to him so it's not just that simple and easy there is a lot of things that goes into that part of change that's what what i'm trying to say that he changed his mindset from being a servant to really being somebody in charge he did not see himself as a servant praise the lord hallelujah so please give back so what i'm hearing you say is that in order for that change that pastor is mentioning you must have a passion to excel when you stand somewhere when you are with somebody me i have it by the grace of god that i look who is my competition what is apart from myself i make myself my competition my ybo tomorrow must be better than the ybo of today yes so even if i find nobody else to compete with i will compete with myself not to come and talk on the fact that there are many people that are out there doing what you are doing, offering what you are offering and yet you think it's okay my brother, it is not okay for you to win Olympics 100 uh, what do you call it, 100 meters you must not run 8.92 seconds because that's what Hussein Bolt is running and then you are going to Olympics and you are running 14 seconds and you are hoping to build, bring gold back home. Is that how it works? You must get yourself ready. There must be a passion for you to excel. In fact, I released something in the office and I told them to design. I said three things. Passion to learn, passion to excel and passion to lead. Remember those three things. They are designed so they're going to put it up in the wall in my office. In the office, there must be a passion for you to learn every day as you go to bed, as your head hits the pillow. You ask yourself, What new thing did I learn today? What, have, what knowledge have I added to myself today? Then, a passion to excel any piece of work that is given to you. Some of you must be sitting in that chair and you are saying to yourself, if Pastor Femi Paul makes the mistake one day to give me the microphone, ah, I won't go back. Are you understanding me? Yes, sir. He himself will do what? He will agree. What do you think Joshua was doing that? This man makes the mistake just one day. Maybe for some reason or the other, led by the Spirit or whatever. I just say, uh, please, brother, come and lead, the, uh, lead us in the world. When you release the word, what are you doing? Anywhere you are, you are pressing your accelerator. You are revving. Boom, boom, boom. Ah, pastor. If I, as you are coming to church that day, you want to wear some outfit and you are saying, ah, it can be today that pastor is going to call me. I can't wear this thing on, on the altar. It may just be today that this man will call me to come and lead. No, 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 no. You go back. You go and change. You go and iron. You go and do something. Because you never know that day. 
and a passion to lead any assignment that you are given you will lead yes sir good evening church we are going to bring it to a close very soon um, in my own opinion and what I observed was that many of us we limit ourselves like the example that uh, pastor Steve told us he said he has to move further I didn't believe pastor Steve limited himself to the GM alone but the Holy Spirit directed him that he should go through the subordinate of the GM and he was able to achieve what he couldn't get from the GM and also if you look at Joseph if Joseph have limited himself that I'm a, I'm a prisoner I don't think I'll be able to you know to perform or given the opportunity he couldn't have been able to achieve what he has achieved thank you so I, I want to give it to you that um, when you say upgrade we've learned about what we said the first thing is to do what sorry prepared we talked about learn we talked about change we talked about mindset we said we should upgrade and then what else I think what you are talking about if I can put it in a nutshell yeah okay Um, I, I, sir, I really must say that this message tonight resonates so deeply with me, um, and it's because of a lot of things going around in our environment at the moment. Some people were celebrating to be great people, and I observe that what we celebrate is actually harrant nonsense. Silly things seems to be taking priority and taking the, 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 the front seat in terms of applause, in terms of um, recommendations. And then I asked myself, what exactly is going on? I can someone wake up one morning in the name of singing and says Zazu and everybody just goes gaga. This thing is totally, I can't describe it. You know what I observed, sir, which I think all of us in this room should take a cue from. I sincerely realize that aside from competence and character, it's important to have confidence. Now, sincerely speaking, if you can be confident with stupidity, all right, sir. Stupid things backed up with silly confidence tend to gain a lot of attention and relevance. Now, to be confident means you must override the, the force of fear, which is a terrible limitation upon everybody's mind. You can't operate with a natural mind with a divine God. Now, you can't squeeze what God will deliver to you to the size of your mind. And to be able to expand your mind, you must incorporate fundamental things that enables confidence. Three things I believe brings confidence. Number one is your outlook. How you physically look is critical to acceptance. The Yoruba will go as, as far as saying you really see in the sunny lojo. As I see you, your shoe is not dusted. Your, your, if you are wearing this kind of white sole kind of thing, it's not dirty. Your outlook must be paid attention to. Secondly, your, you must be willing to communicate in the garden of people. This idea that I'm shy, you will never shine. I saw a young man on stage on Sunday. That is the boy that wants to take over from the senior pastor. <laughs> and I was sincerely glued to the confidence I'd exhumed from that young man. Apparently because I knew him when he was way younger. And it's so convincing that with the rate at which a young man is going, his confidence will push through any door. It was amazing on Sunday. Now, with good 
ability to communicate, which you have to learn and develop, is that you also must have very imposing content. Put content in your conversation. Put real tangible content. And you can't do all this if you are lazy with reading or listening. So we, we, are, we are actually in the best season as a church of settlement, but we need to improve confidence level. Be more daring. Don't be afraid. Write that proposal. Push it through. And I see things change for good. Thank you, sir. Pastor C, please do me a favor. Please give that man behind. Yeah. Give him the microphone. Where, where, where do you work? I work at CMC. What? CMC what? CMC, CMC Furniture? CMC Connect Perception Management, BCW. Okay. Did you write an application? No, sir. You wrote an application before you? No, sir. What happened? How did you work in CMC? You saw my interview with Kendi Bankole and said I should... Oh, I came to your office yeah. one Wednesday, mm-hmm. I remember, with my mom. And then I walked in to see you. I asked the Miss Debo to see you. And then I came to tell you that... I'm interested in public relations and I would really want to work in PR someday. And then you said, no problem. Whenever I'm available from school, I should come in and work with you and intern. So um, I wasn't really sure about it. Then you saw my video with Kendi Bankole and then you saw me on Sunday and said, I must come to CMC Connect BCW. So I did. Meanwhile, sir, some people have been sending me CVs. Some people have been sent. They even remind me. They see me on Sunday. Ah, Pastor Yomi, please, my CV. I say, oh, I beg. eh? You understand me? You know what? I'm really not interested, quote and unquote, I'm a businessman. All right? Leave my pastor face. As a businessman, it is the value you have to produce for me that I work with now. You can come to me and be saying to me, hey, Pastor Yomi, I haven't had a job for 10 years. So, do I look like Red Cross? <laughs> Is the value you give to me that I'm going to pay for? Yes, I am the CEO of the company, but there are other people in the company. If I bring somebody that doesn't contribute value to the company, the next time they hear that somebody is from uh, Grace Assembly, and I'm, what would they say? They say, oh, God started again, Abby. He's filling this place with all these people who had no value. When he got to the office, how many departments were trying to get you? Are you active today in the business? The places that executives don't go, do they take you along? They take you. He has established himself. I don't even, I don't even talk. Guess what? He's, what? Anytime I call for somebody that they need to do something, he's one of the three that they bring to my office every time. Go and get me somebody I need to do that. Someone or the other, Victor is among them. Why? He has told you that he has value. I'm happy because I don't have to preach the gospel of Grace Assembly. Next time that I'm bringing somebody from Grace Assembly, they will quickly grab the person because they imagine and believe that that person is going to bring value.
The last thing I'm going to share, and I think you've touched about it. Guys, for us to be settled, believe you me, we must take risk. We will have to take risk. We must take risk. You know, one of my favorite scriptures, uh, please help me look for it. It says, until the feet of the uh, priest carrying the ark, until he touched the edge of the Jordan, that was only when he parted. So it means that if they had stood there with the ark of covenant and they were looking at the sea, and like I said, the, the other time that they saw water part was Moses and he had a rod. If they had been talking to Joshua, that Joshua, where is your rod now? Point your rod now, nothing's happening. But he says, when the feet of the the the, the priest carrying the ark until he touched the edge of the Jordan, nothing happened. You must get your feet wet first. You must get your feet wet. God is not like that. Some of us, we are in our comfort zone. We are not doing anything. That says, and it shall come to pass as soon as the soles of the feet of the priest who bear the ark of the Lord, the Lord of all earth, shall rest. In fact, I said touch, shall rest. Which means inside, fully. There are two feet who are inside. Do you know what it is? To have a whole set of people following you. And you are about to get into a sea and then it says that when your feet touches that's when it's going to pass it takes serious faith and risk that the waters of the jordan shall be cut off the waters that come down from the upstream and they shall stand as a heap let me tell you finally my last word there are some waters that are about to part for you that's how god wants to settle you this year he wants to part some waters for you but guess what Put your feet in the water and the Lord will help us in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Can we show some appreciation to Jesus? I didn't know. I thought you were clapping for me with that very weak clap. Now let's clap for Jesus. God bless you. Hallelujah.